0: Does it feel like you're constantly being interrupted? Well, you're not crazy. It's true. You are constantly being interrupted, and those interruptions don't have to ruin your productivity. Today, we are tackling interruptions and what to do about them. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. I'm Elise Enriquez, your breakthrough coach. I am known for meeting people where they are and delivering practical insights so they can be more productive. Most people hear the word productivity and they think it's all about getting things done. What actually moves us forward in life and business is getting things known, getting things prioritized, and illuminating the next steps so you can achieve the goals that matter most to you. Being truly productive means being just as okay with what's not getting done as you are with what is getting done. If you are ready to create productivity breakthroughs in your life and business, then you are in the right place. I am so glad you're here. now let's create some breakthroughs. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm interrupting an episode on interruptions, but here I go. <laughs> I just wanted you to know that this podcast is undergoing a little makeover and starting April of 2023, it will be called the productivity shift. I will share more with you about the shift and then in next week's episode. So there's nothing for you to do. Just wanted you to be on the lookout. Okay, let's dive into this whole interruptions thing. I had a hunch that women get interrupted more than men, and I already knew that studies show that women get interrupted in meetings and in conversations more than men do. But these aren't the kind of interruptions that I'm talking about. In my GIST program, just stands for Get Your Shit Together, and it's a productivity coaching program, basically. And I I run that program with one on ones in uh, cohorts of the general public and in intact teams. And in this program, I talk about these three different kinds of work, planning your work, doing intentional work, and doing unintentional work. Planning your work is doing just that. You're basically assessing everything that's on your plate, getting things out of your head, looking at the projects in front of you, looking at the time you have, and then deciding what do you want to make progress on and when. Doing intentional work is simply executing on the plan that you actually made. Doing unintentional work is doing work as it shows up. In other words, engaging with interruptions. So just take a moment to think about all the ways the interruptions can show up. It can be a text, a Slack, Microsoft Teams, whatever kind of message, email, social media comment, social media message, uh, a phone call, a got a minute, a mom, a babe, uh, an idea that you have. What did I miss? Make sure you tell me what interruption, I, a bark, right? From your dog. Um, so think about all these different ways interruptions can show up. And the thing is, interruptions are not inherently bad. When I teach that segment in just about planning your work, doing intentional work and doing unintentional work, I ask people to try to assess what they think, where they think they spend the most time. Is it planning their work, doing intentional work or doing the unintentional work? And more often than not, people feel like they spend a lot of time doing unintentional work, which is why they are in a program with me called get your shit together. Right. And so after that, they maybe they say like, next, it's usually doing intentional work. And then after that, it's planning your work. And there is no appropriate percentage. There is no appropriate amount. It's going to vary based on where you're at in your life and your work and what you're doing. And generally speaking, studies show that we would benefit more by doing, spending a little more time planning our work and actually doing the intentional work. So planning that work and working that plan, if you want to phrase it that way. And again, doing the in, unintentional work or engaging with eruption, interruptions isn't necessarily bad because interruptions, that text, that email, that got a minute, that mom, that might be more important than anything that you were working on in that moment. Sometimes an interruption is something that you're going to choose to engage with. And that's totally okay. However, there are more and more interruptions that are showing up. So, remember, I said I had this hunch that women get interrupted more than men? Well, there is a recent study that was published to the Journal of Applied Psychology, and I will link to that study in the show notes. But it shows that there is a gender divide when it comes to interruptions. Basically, women get interrupted more than men do. And this divide has actually gotten worse, there has been an increase in interruptions since COVID-19, especially since COVID-19 and people working from home. So it's gotten worse for people who are working from home and especially worse for women. And the nature of the interruptions has changed. There are more family household related interruptions than ever before. There are still plenty of work interruptions and women still get more work interruptions more than men do. And they're getting more family and household related interruptions. And maybe you're listening to this and going like, yeah, duh, Elise, I know I am living this. This is my daily freaking life. Well, in that case, you know, you're not crazy. <laughs> this is, it's, it's not just you. You're not crazy. You're not alone. And that doesn't always make you feel better. And I get that. That's like, sometimes I feel like I don't, I don't need to understand why this happened. I want to know how to fix it. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about some suggestions for how to better manage all these interruptions that are coming your way. First, I want to look at a collection of ideas I came up with that are more about kind of reducing interruptions. So the first one is, and the study actually calls this out is make sure you have a dedicated workspace. So they found that interruptions were reduced when people had a dedicated workspace, especially if you are working from home. I mean, this is definitely going to be the case in an office situation. Like get out of your cubicle, go find a conference room to work in if you're having to do focused time. But if you are working from home, make sure you're giving yourself what you need in order to be focused on what you need to be focused on when you're working from home. So if that means a closed door and your only option is a closet, well, that might be okay. And I know not everybody is able to change, you know, take a room over as their office, But think about ways to give yourself what you need, get creative about how to have that dedicated workspace. So the second way to try to reduce interruptions is to set up and communicate focus time. And you can call it whatever you want. There's lots of different names for it. But to be able to say, hey, listen, I will not be checking or responding to texts, emails, team message systems, whatever, during from this time to this time, like just letting people know. And that works even better when your whole team does that kind of thing. I've worked with multiple teams who have now put this in place and they have gotten great relief because they're able to do their focused work and not have their colleagues interrupting them. And and you would think that there could be fewer interruptions if you're working from home, but because of working from home and people turning to Slack and Microsoft Teams and chat features and different productivity tools, the interruptions are just ready to happen at somebody's fingertips. So. You know, you, people are still getting plenty interrupted um, by their office mates, even though they're working from home. And the third recommendation to reduce interruptions is put your phone away when you're doing your focused work. Sometimes you are the one causing the interruption by checking your texts, by checking your uh, social media accounts and things like that. It's obviously okay to take an intentional break, although the study showed that breaks aren't helping very much. <laughs> but, well, that's a whole different thing. Um, so you might need to take a you know, step away from work and you're going to go, you know, walk to another room and check social media. But when you're trying to do focused work and you don't want to be interrupted, then put away the thing that might be interrupting you, which would be your phone. Okay, now let's consider. So again, that's for how to reduce interruptions. Make sure you have dedicated workspace set up and communicate focus time where you are asking to not be interrupted by whoever it is that's around you, whether it's colleagues that are just one slack away or whether it's a family member, and then put your phone away when you're doing your focused work, right? So now let's consider strategies for dealing with the interruptions that do arise. Um, So those were to try to avoid interruptions, but then there are the interruptions that do arise. One thing is to just acknowledge that they are going to show up, that interruptions are going to happen, which means Don't fill your day full of meetings and appointments and just block it with this expectation of work. That's never going to get done because you know, there's going to be interruptions that you will want to engage with factor in transition time between the tasks that you're doing between meetings to let yourself close something out before moving on to the next thing in doing that. You can close the loop on things and allow for wiggle room. So that then there is room for the interruptions that you want to engage with. So don't fill your day with appointments. Number two, say no. When someone asks you if you've got a minute, say no. If you really don't got a minute, if you are deep in something, just say, hey, no, but come back in 30 minutes or you know, check back in with me in 20 minutes or whatever that might be. It is okay for you to say no. You will be wasting so much more time by switching out of your focus time to address an interruption that may not even be urgent. It's just something that's on somebody's mind in that moment. And then the third thing is have a place to hold interruptions until you engage with them. So what I mean is, and this is something that we do in just as we build our bonus brains and our bonus brains can hold, it's just a, a collection of tools basically, right? But our bonus brains can hold the ideas, the requests, the suggestions, the needs, the got a minutes until I choose to engage with those things. Now, the key here is you. So basically you're holding things at bay until you can engage with them. The key thing is you can't hold things there forever. So you have to make a promise to yourself to go through what is in that holding bay or in that triage area to go through that on a consistent and regular basis. So that way you're saying for me, it's like every Friday, something goes into my kind of holding area, my triage area until Friday, that in Friday I will address something um, or it just goes in there till the end of the day and then I'll address it then. So when you're dealing with the interruptions that do arise, again, don't fill your day full of appointments. Make sure you have wiggle room uh, between the work that you want to get done so that you can deal with the interruptions you want to deal with say no when someone says, do you have a minute? And then have a place to hold interruptions until you engage with them. And then there is a strategy that I want to share that came from, uh, didn't come from that particular study, but it came from other work that one of the study's authors did. And that is when you do need to engage with an interruption, create a ready to resume plan. So basically ask the interruption to wait a minute. So if that's a text, if that's a Slack, if that's a person in your face, you can hold on just a second. So if you had to stop the work that you're doing, just very quickly jot down the next couple of steps you'll need to take when you come back to it. This allows you to then turn away from what you're working on and fully engage with the interruption that you're choosing to engage with or the person that you're choosing to engage with. And then when you pivot back to doing that work again, It makes it easier to reenter that work because it can take up to 28 minutes, I believe 28 or 33 minutes. It can take a long time, minutes upon minutes (laughs) for you to resume work when you don't do this. So again, when there are interruptions that you're choosing to engage with before you engage with the interruption, just have them wait a moment so that you can create a ready to resume plan. And one last thing that I didn't mention that really is all of this is start your day with a plan based on the information you have at the beginning of the day, do your best to create a plan for your time. What is it that you're going to be moving forward? You know, what is it you're going to be trying to check off your list? How is it that you're going to spend the time that you have between their commitments, between meetings that are scheduled, calls that are scheduled, Zooms that are scheduled, etc.? That way, when interruptions arise, you can be thoughtful about the ones you choose to engage with and the ones you'll revisit later. And if you need help with that daily plan, head on over to daretoprioritize.com. That's my little special website just for you, where you can take my five day dare to prioritize challenge. So I'm sure you will not be shocked if you're our regular listener that all of this got me wondering about you. So tell me. What is one strategy you could put in place this week to better manage the interruptions in your life and work? Hop on over to Instagram and tell me all about it. You can DM me or find the question of the week post and, and comment there. So you can tell me all about it. And if you've been enjoying this podcast, I would love it. If you would give it a 10 star review and that might not be possible because I think the scale doesn't go up to 10. I think it stops at five, but whatever it is, give me a great review. Give the show a great review. When you have a moment, I would really appreciate it. It helps other people find this podcast so that they can also make progress on what matters most to them. Okay. That is all for this week. I'll be back with you again next week. And remember next week, it's a whole new name. We're changing everything. It is the productivity shift. So until then keep making progress on what matters most. Thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Productivity Breakthrough Podcast. Did you have a breakthrough today? Write to me and let me know. You can reach me, revisit anything we covered today or uncover free resources over at eliseenriquez.com. And if you know of other leaders in life and business who would appreciate a little help with their productivity breakthroughs, I'd love it if you'd share this podcast with them. And finally, remember to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.